Hi, everyone. I'm Christina, and this is the Broke Girl Society podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. Today's episode is the Broke Girl Society Sunday meeting, and our topic was loneliness. Now, what's different about this meeting is normally when I do a recorded podcast meeting, it's usually a, a separate time, so that way the people that come, they know beforehand that it's a recorded podcast. But this week, I kind of just asked everybody in the meeting, I'm like, do you mind if we record this? Because I had so many people reach out to me um, about this particular topic and they couldn't attend the meeting and they they were curious if I would record it uh, so that they could listen to it later. And I thought, well, I'll ask the group if everybody feels comfortable, then we'll record it this one time. Um, and so what I did was I, I took everybody's like names out. You'll recognize some of the voices um, because they've done podcasts before, but I took everybody's names names out. So it's like, it's, it you know, I start off the group and then it goes from one chair to another. So it's a little bit different, but to hear everybody's different take on loneliness is really fascinating because I pick this topic because this is something that I have struggled with. Um, most of my life, you know, feelings of loneliness is, and I, I sometimes feel like, you know, that there's a difference between isolation and loneliness and isolation is a a form of self-protection, but then that kind of, you know, triggers the whole loneliness thing as, as a form of like self-protection as well. And I think, you know, no matter how connected we are through each other's stories, you know, there's still always going to be different parts of our stories that maybe aren't connecting. And for me, there's, there's a whole nother side of my story that I haven't really shared that I am finding trouble, um, connecting with people over. And yeah, so loneliness has been showing up a lot for me lately. And so I thought this would be a great topic. I appreciate all the ladies who joined us. I think there was nine or 10 of us, um, and who shared their thoughts on this. You know, some women are really struggling with it right now. Some, it's not so much an issue. You know, they've got other things going on in their life and they're not necessarily in that phase of loneliness. Um, but it was still interesting to hear their top, their take on it, on the topic. And so, yeah, well, let me give my shout out to Gamban. If you or somebody you know is struggling with problem gambling online, Visit gameband.com, go to that website, download those blockers, give yourself a head start to recovery. Uh, you got to stop that bleeding to start that healing. So, okay, well, let's go ahead and roll on into the episode. P.S. Little note about the audio. My computer crashed right before the meeting, so I had to jump on my iPad. So I'm so sorry about the audio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Broke Girl Society Facebook support group meeting. Uh, Today, our topic is loneliness and how it's impacting our lives throughout and how it's impacting our lives now that we are in recovery. This is something I have personally struggled with um, throughout most of my life. I don't know if you guys can relate. Um, I, I feel like it's kind of like a defense mechanism for me. Um, you know, you've got isolation and you've got loneliness. And I, for me, they're two different things. Like isolation is something I do. I'm feeling like really, really stressed or, or I want to maybe it it happened a lot when I was gambling because I wanted to keep gambling. So I isolated myself from friends and family to kind of keep in that behavior. But loneliness for me is, is, has been showing up a lot lately and I'm not really sure exactly why, um, you know, I'm connected to so many people, all of you, right? I mean, I've got this meeting on Sundays. I, I do several meetings throughout the week. And it's still, there's still times where I just feel like completely alone. And I don't know if it's because, you know, of situations at home where I feel like I'm navigating my own recovery by myself. Um, and that could play a lot of it, play into a lot of it. You know, even though a lot of us have a similar story when it comes to gambling addiction and behaviors and and things like that. I think a lot of us can, can hear ourselves in each other's stories. There's still a lot of differences too. a lot of different situations. Our home lives aren't necessarily the same. Um, Work lives aren't necessarily the same. So there's, there's a lot of differences. And and for me, like I can be in a room full of people and feel like I'm just all by myself. And 
I don't really know what this is about. And I don't know, you know, what, why I'm feeling like this. So I thought this would be a great topic. And I'm just curious if you guys are struggling with this as well and how you feel, you know, when you're going through kind of this lonely phase, it doesn't, it doesn't last long. And so I'm not sure too, I'm, I'm trying to track it like with my cycle, if that's something, you know, um, I know a lot of us don't talk about that, but I'm trying to see if it's maybe like happening certain times of the month where I just feel, you know, disconnected and, and alone. And, and so that's, that's going to be interesting. And I'm going to try and track that for the next few months and see how that shows up. Um, but yeah, I just figured we could all, there's, um, nine of us. So I figured we could all just have a chat about it. Um, and just, just to let everybody know that's listening on this, this is a recorded meeting. Everybody has agreed to be recorded and we will keep everybody's anonymity best we can. So. Okay. Hi everybody. Um, yeah. Loneliness. I mean, I think it's a pretty common thing at some point in life to feel that, you know, um, I definitely feel like when I was in action that the isolation that I brought myself to increase the loneliness. Um, and it is funny, like Christina was saying, like you have times where you can be in a big group of people, but still feel alone. Um, then there's times when you're alone and, and it's great, right? It's a solitude, you know? Um, so when you kind of think about what's going on around that, like Christina was saying, um, like, where is that coming from? You know? So for me, um, thinking back on my experiences, I'm in a place right now where I don't feel lonely, you know, and I do feel that solitude, like the times that I want to be alone and the times that I spend alone are, um, just very pleasant, you know, where I feel like loneliness is not, you know, loneliness is, makes you feel, um, lacking, you know, like, like it's a, it's, for me, it's a feeling of, of lack where solitude is, is pleasant. Um, but I, I feel like there's a lot, a lot with self-indulgence and self-centeredness, um, for me with loneliness, because those times that I've been lonely are the times when I've just shut everything off. Like I don't reach out to people for help. I don't, you know, pray or spend time with my higher power. It's a very self-indulgent, um, selfish time for me when I'm in that loneliness spot. Um, so I just, and that's what it was with my gambling. It was very, you know, it was all about me. It was very isolating. It was, um, I didn't want to be around other people. I did it by myself. I did not talk to other people when I would go, you know, it was just very self-indulgent. And I feel like the more I tried to, you know, do for me, cause it was like, I'm doing this to not think about things. I'm doing this to, you know, escape. I'm doing, you know, that, that's what it was for me. Gambling, my gambling was an escape from all thoughts, all feelings. It was just a way for me to numb out. But the more I did that and, and tried to, um, you know, looking back now, self-indulge on that is when I really, really became lonely. And I really, really felt like I didn't have anything or anyone or even any future, you know? So, um, for me that that's really all I have on, on loneliness and that a lot of times that lonely feeling, because when my kids got old enough where they were out of, you know, in college and out of college, I was like, what do I do with my life now? You know, I've, I've always, you know, everything I did was around them. And that's when my, my gambling got really bad was when I felt like I didn't have a purpose and I felt alone because they weren't with me, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just really interesting now in recovery. Um, tomorrow I'll have 150 days, five months. Um, so I'm so excited about that, but just how, how in recovery, I feel that solitude is welcome and pleasant because it's, it's time, it's time for reflection. It's time for, you know, gratitude and loneliness just is not. And that's all I got. Thank you. Thank you for your share. Um, yeah, this topic is, uh, you know, pretty 
really kind of hits home for me. I think my, um, there's a lot of loneliness and it, it has to do with the stage I'm at in life, I believe. Uh, so when I went through a divorce several years back, my kids were a bit younger. Um, they were kind of in that preteen teenage years where, um, it was, you know, I was busy keeping them raised, but, uh, or raising them. Um, <laughs> I'm still keeping them raised to this day, you know, but, um, there was just a lot of time and energy spent into their needs. And then, um, now they're young adults. And, um, when I, I think it's like when, now that I'm a little bit older and my career is more established, I have a lot more time and energy to kind of go do things that I would like to do. Like say, you know, weekends, I, I have time to just go on trips or this or that. But I feel like um, over the last several years, I've also gone through some changes a little bit in my faith perceptive uh, perceptions, a little bit in um, kind of changed my political lens, some different things that have moved me away from some folks that used to, I used to be really close to. And as the last say uh, six or eight years have gone by, we've moved further and further apart in uh, the way we uh, do life. And, um, and so to go on an extended trip with some of those folks, um, it, it doesn't seem feasible anymore. And sometimes some of the people that I want to do things with that I'm closer to now, they're quite a bit younger than me. They still have kids that are younger. They've got a lot of family commitments, so they can't just, you know, run off and do things every weekend like I would like to do. So, um, like even today, you know, I had something I wanted to go do because it's very hot outside but I really couldn't find anyone to go do it with me. And then that makes me feel um, lost and really alone. And it makes me feel like, well, who do I have? And then um, that would make, that would be something that would be a trigger to make me feel then restless and then go, you know, find just a local spot. You know, I can go anywhere within five minutes of my house and go find somewhere to indulge in, in my addiction. Um I think the other thing too, is that over the last, since the divorce, there's been some family dynamics with my immediate family. I'm talking like my mom, my dad, my brother that have also moved me emotionally kind of far from them. Um, and I have felt like I don't, it's not a place of belonging for me anymore. Um, and even extended, I have a really large extended family on both sides of so my mom's side, my dad's side. Um, my dad's side is more local and there's a lot more gatherings, but I, I don't feel comfortable in those settings much anymore. I'll, I'll go thinking that it will be like it was, you know, 20 years ago when certain family members were still living or um, when I did feel more connected and it's just all different. It's all changed. And I find myself after I'm at a big event, a big family event, and I come home and I feel um, super sad that, that that didn't fill my cup whatsoever, you know, and it's not like I'm, I, I'm definitely trying in a lot. And it's not like there's conversations or engagements that don't happen. They do, but they're pretty superficial, you know, and I feel, I end up kind of feeling like, I don't think anybody really truly knows me. And I don't feel like, I don't feel safe to really open the door and let them really know me. So these are things I'm struggling with. And none of it seems to be uh, anything that makes me feel great about <laughs> the addiction part, because uh, it, it kind of drives me more towards addiction when those feelings are really strong. And so, um, I'll give it back to our host to choose the next person. Thank you for your share. I really like this topic because I've been sitting with a lot of this lately um, mixed in with, uh, I don't know, I think that last, maybe last week or two, I've been feeling like I've been in a funk and I, I couldn't figure out what it was um, because I feel like, you know, work is going pretty well and 
I'm doing okay financially, um, you know, still working out and whatnot. I couldn't figure out what that funk was about. And um, last night I was at home and I did feel lonely. And I was like, why do, why am I feeling this way? Cause I'm someone who really appre- appreciates and enjoys being alone. Um, and I, I kind of feel like my, that sense of loneliness is tied to um, when I'm sitting in negative emotions, I feel like I'm alone with these negative emotions. Um, it's also like when I'm not feeling particularly motivated in life um, or not feeling ambitious because for me I've always been like a goal-oriented person I set a goal and I I work towards it and then I accomplish it and I feel good about myself and I move on to the next goal but right now I I don't feel like I'm having any goals right now in life and I think um, someone else mentioned about you know finding your purpose and I I don't feel like I have that I don't feel solid with that right now and that can feel like a lonely place um, the other thing for me, uh, my biggest stressor lately has been single parenting. And I think I mentioned that in a previous meeting and that has been super stressful for me. Um, a lot of times I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing. Um, I have some friends that I can call and talk about that with, but most of the time I feel really lonely and not knowing what to do. And that feels like, uh, that brings up all kinds of like negative emotions, you know, like, I remember how my parents raised me, I remember how they made me feel. I want to make sure that I'm not raising my kid to make them feel that way. So then what do I do? Um, And it's weird, because, you know, when my niece isn't home, uh, like, before, I try to get rid of her, like, I'd say, you know, why don't you go have a play date, go spend the night at your sister's house, and as soon as she was gone, I would be off to the casino and I wouldn't have to think about anything. And so now I'm really trying to refrain from going to the casino. And when she goes to spend the night at her sister's house, it's like an hour later, you know, I'm texting her, oh, I miss you. And what are you doing? What did you eat for dinner? Make sure you brush your teeth. And it's weird because I do like being alone, but I think it's, it's really associated with my mood where I feel like I am in life, if I'm accomplishing enough. Um, and basically like sitting with negative emotions is what makes me feel lonely. Thank you for your share. Uh, this topic, I don't have a lot to say on this topic because um, I don't really, I haven't really experienced like loneliness too much. I have so many like family and friends and support that I guess I just don't, I haven't really felt like loneliness at all. When I do get time to be alone, I enjoy it. There's things I do. Um, of course I was an online gambler. So my scenario is a little bit different. Like to have the urge to drive to a casino, I really don't have that urge. I mean, the closest one's like an hour away from me, hour and 10 minutes. So, um, but yeah, I've been, um, it'll be three weeks Monday since I've like, made my decision on that. I need to move on with my life and this can't be part of it. And I am off to a great start so far. So I'm very happy about that. Um, I have a lot of exciting things coming up in the next, you know, a few weeks or moving my daughter into college and my youngest one, she'll be a junior and then I'll be working at the junior high and with special needs kids again. And that's the place where my heart will be. And I think my mind will be so busy on all of that, that I won't have time to think about any of this gambling stuff. And yeah, so that's about all I have for today. So I hope you ladies all have a wonderful week and I love hearing all your stories. Thank you for your share. Hi everyone. It's been a month since I've been on. So I looked it up up on my calendar. I haven't been here in a month, so I'm happy to be back. Um, I have quite a bit to share, so I'll try to keep it at five minutes. Um, I will touch on loneliness, but I just want to catch you all up to speed on where I'm at in my life and in my recovery. Um, So my original uh, date of 
um, being bet free was 1230 of 21. It is now 77 of 22. I've relapsed. Um, my dad passed away on July 4th of this year. Um, so I relapsed a day later. I went twice and then kind of came back to reality. So, um, it's been a really hard month for me and, um, I've just really been, uh, trying to figure out, you know, what to do moving forward. And, um, so I, you know, to touch on loneliness, um, which is interesting topic. I can relate to Sheila that I don't feel like I experience loneliness a lot in my day-to-day life. Um, I like being alone. Um, for the most part, I have a great husband, so I definitely feel like he's my person and I can be exactly who I am around him and don't have to hide anything from him, which I'm very grateful and lucky to have. Um, and I feel like that helps me stay, um, you know, outside of that loneliness. Um, I also have six pets now, so that keeps me pretty, uh, gives me a lot of company. I just added two pets to my, uh, to my zoo this month. So that's probably one positive. Um, but they do keep me really company. Um, but, um, anyways, to touch on loneliness, um, you know, I took care of my dad for a year and a half. Um, before that I was not close to my dad. It was, um, a pretty on again, off again relationship. Um, and then he got sick and he needed me and, um, you know, I, I stepped up to the plate and, um, took care of him and I did it alone. Um, my grandma and brother were there, but they weren't really there. And I feel like this is the safest place to say that because nobody else, my husband's probably the only person that understands my mom will, and everyone else will say, oh, well, they were around. Yeah, they were around, but they weren't in it. And um, they didn't deal with the nitty gritty. And so um, after my dad passed away, uh, everything just kind of hit me all at once. And I didn't realize all the trauma I just went through. Um, and so it was really, um, I felt very deserving. And I didn't give, here's my cuss word. It's I'll say shit. I did not give a shit about anything. And I was going to that casino. So nothing could have stopped me. It did not matter. Um, and you know, I hate to say it like that, but that is literally very honestly, my true feelings. Um, and so now, um, but I did feel very lonely during that entire, um, a year and a half of taking care of my dad. And, um, I felt like I couldn't really relate to anyone in my family. No one really, everyone offered to help, but it's really, it's hard because it's almost like the loneliness comes with the territory because you really can only have like one cook in the kitchen, right? Like it's really hard. And plus I'm controlling or a control freak. So like I needed to have control. I feel like I definitely isolated myself, but like asking for help is hard in those situations. And so, you know, it it just was really interesting. So it's like, I remember one time my mom said to me, cause I was like, well, you know, going on about how hard it was and how alone I felt. And she's like, well, you chose that you chose, you wanted to be in charge. You wanted to take care of him. And I wanted to be like, well, who else was going to do it? You know, it was just, I just thought that was really kind of cruel for her to say that because I mean, what was I supposed to do? Just let him die and be sick. I don't know. It was just really interesting. So I just felt like even the closest person in my whole life didn't understand it. So anyways, I did everything that I could. Um, he got everything that he wanted when you're in that situation and I have no regrets. So that's definitely a positive. Now it's cleaning up the mess afterwards and that's hard. And I didn't realize how hard that would be. So I, you know, am learning from all the things that happened this month and have 
decided to, you know, come back and, you know, get, I really love recovery and being a part of it. And it was a big part of my life and I want it to be in my life. So, um, you know, I just am getting back into it and remembering, you know, what did you do before? Um, get back to that, you know, but also let's figure out how to prepare for other shit that's going to happen. Right. Because more people are going to die, more bad situations are going to happen and life is life. Right. And running to the casino didn't do me any favors. It, um, made me feel like shit. It made me feel guilty and it wasn't even that fun. So it really wasn't worth it. And that was really disappointing. So, um, and I didn't win a lot of money either. I lost a lot of money per usual. Right. So yeah, it, but I also think it was part of the journey. So I feel stronger now that it's happened because now I'm more aware And also it can happen to anybody. I thought I was pretty solid. So the fact that I did what I did was interesting and, um, and it's, you know, it's in the past and I'm just moving forward. So anyways, um, loneliness does tie into it a little bit, but, um, I just wanted to share and be accountable as well. And, um, thanks for listening. So thank you for your share. Well, today is 300 days for me. Um, pretty excited about that. That's the first, the longest in 10 years for me. Um, when it comes to um, loneliness, I, I was thinking, I I don't struggle with loneliness too much. I'm, um, you know, I have some pretty great connections in my life um, in many different areas from work to friends to um, you know, recovery. Um, but for me, it's the isolation, I think. Um, so sometimes it's self-imposed, um, where I'm not sure where that comes from, but I had a taste of that this past week because I was home with the C COVID and I had to be isolated, um, all week and not feeling well. And then on top of that, feeling like I have no connection with anybody, you know, I can't get out, um, people can't come here. Um, and so it, it was, a, I struggled a little bit, um, you know, even some thoughts of like, well, gee, you know, I could put on a mask and go to the casino and just check out or um, I even started watching some video um, casino, you know, people playing video games, um, on YouTube this past week. And, you know, it's something I did when I was actively gambling, but I hadn't done that. So I think it, it, I I realize that isolation is a real big trigger for me. Um, and I, you know, this wasn't something I chose. It was something that, you know, I had to go through, um, but it was hard. It, it, it was really hard. And I had people, you know, saying, if you need anything, just, you know, reach out. But, um, I, you know, I was fine. So by Saturday, yesterday, I just started feeling better and back to myself because I forgot what it was like, even though just five days, I know it's not that much, but I'm generally pretty healthy. And to, to not feel 100% was really hard. And I, Saturday when I woke up and I felt like almost back to myself, I just took advantage. I went hiking, I crossed a creek, put up a hammock. I went on the boat last night, watched the sunset. And it was all really, really good things for my soul. But there was a part of like, not loneliness, but longing, longing for um, somebody to share that, all those wonderful moments, you know, um, with me, um, you know, I, I, I do things with friends as well, but, you know, I haven't, I've been divorced now it's 10 years and, um, and I really haven't been dating over the last three, four years. And, and, you know, I'm starting to feel like, uh, you know, I, I never really wanted to get serious in a relationship because of the um, my gambling addiction. And I never felt like I was in a, in a position to really um, 
be that vulnerable with someone and not have them worry or those kind of things. So I feel like in my recovery, I'm getting a little bit closer and maybe opening myself up to um, a relationship. But um, yeah, so for me, it's more about this uh, longing or belonging. You know, I had some neighbors, I don't know that well, invited me over last night um, for a glass of wine. And there was another couple and it just, you know, they were talking, they're new here in this neighborhood and really excited about living here and stuff. And I just kind of felt a little bit like, wow, you know, I I don't have that. I don't have family around me. I don't have children, those kind of things. And, you know, I know those are just those thoughts of uh, not belonging or whatever, but um, I think it it was a, a test this week, not feeling well and being um, forced not to to be around people that really um, probably stirred up a lot of shit in my brain. But like the watching the videos, you know, that's something I need to just stop. That's you know, it doesn't serve me any any purpose. Um, I did connect with uh, another um, gal in the GA and we're playing words with friends for the last three days. And it's been really helpful having that connection, you know, that immediate connection. So um, with that, thank you. Thank you for your share. Hey everybody. Yeah. I'm uh, celebrated six years since the date of my last bet yesterday. Um. And to this day, I still experience loneliness. And I think um, I'll try to stay away from saying everybody's names, but I can, you know, as as, uh, Christina said at the beginning, like, I think we often hear so much of ourselves and other people's stories. And I can relate to this idea of like being, being alone is sometimes very peaceful and feels like solitude and comforting. And, and I really enjoy it. and single parenting was something where I felt pretty alone, <laughs> um, alone with, you know, everything to do with parenting and alone in the presence of other people who had healthy co-parenting relationships or marriages and like a partner to do the parenting thing with. I didn't have that. And so there were a lot of places where I just didn't feel as a parent, like I belonged. I felt, you know, I could be sitting at a ball game or a band concert or a choir concert and be surrounded by people in my community who are kind to me, who are trying to connect to me, who were being friendly to me and just feel completely disconnected. And like, I didn't belong there because of my status as a single parent. Like I didn't fit in. And I still experience that feeling quite a bit where and I could be in a large group of people and feel unseen or unheard or invisible, um, overlooked, misunderstood, not understood. Um, and I, I know that that's all just, you know, my thinking, um, because when I name it and I talk about it, you know, I get plenty of evidence for the opposite. Um, people saying the exact opposite of the thoughts that are in my mind, but it's, it's still really pervasive for me. It shows up in my family. It shows up in my friendships. Um, Sometimes it has to do with a differing of political beliefs, as someone mentioned, um, and feeling like you just don't get me. You don't understand me. um, You don't want to understand me. I mean, these are just some of the sentences that my mind throws my way when it comes to things that make me feel lonely. And yet, when I connect to my higher power or I connect to nature, um, I don't feel alone at all. And so it is an intentional thing that I have to do to redirect my thinking away from the thoughts that hurt and the thoughts that create that sense of longing or loneliness inside of me as if I'm, um, I'm alone in the world. And I'd say for, you know, for, all of the things that have helped me to feel better meetings were the first thing meetings with people who understood how my mind worked when it came to wanting to run to gambling, to feel better, wanting to run to gambling, to feel like I belonged somewhere. And I felt 
very much like I belonged in the places where I was placing bets, whether that was in a bar playing full tabs or in a casino playing cards or sitting behind a slot machine. I never felt lonely while I was doing while I was doing it. I felt lonely just before and I felt lonely just after, but in the moments of doing it, that was an emotion was not an emotion I experienced. Um, and now I just, you know, I notice when it's there and I'll talk about it with another sister in recovery, or I'll write about it in my journal and I'll just look at kind of what's, what's the thinking that's actually under that. And like, truly argue with myself. Like that's a lie. Like my brain likes to tell me a whole lot of lies about my human existence and my belonging in the world. And when I challenge that thinking and I look for proof of the opposite being true, I always find it. I always find proof that someone cares. I always find proof that someone will pick up the phone. I always find proof that I'm not a burden, that I am loved, but not when I don't look for it. And sometimes I just need to look for it with my higher power and reflect on my past of all the times I should have ended up dead. Like there's a lot of times I could have died, you know, from some of the dangerous situations I put myself in. And in those moments, you know, I look back at some of them and I'm like, there's no other answer other than there was a higher power looking out for me in that moment. And so what is the footprints in the sand thing? You know, I remember finding a lot of solace in that. Um, that story about when, when it was just a single set of footprints that, that, that's when my higher power was carrying me and I can see a lot of evidence for that in my life. So when I go down that spiral, um, I just really try to redirect my thinking, but it's something that I still experience on a very, very regular basis. Christina can attest to that. I experienced it in Boston and I talked to her about it. Um, you know, here we were with hundreds of people, maybe a thousand all around us. And I was in plenty of conversations where people paid attention to me. And I was like, yeah, sometimes I just feel like I'm completely invisible in a conversation, (laughs) you know, and she was in some of those same conversations and able to be like, oh no, remember this happened and this happened. And it's just something my brain does. Um, and so I, I have to be on the lookout for it. And that certainly was a trigger for me. And I hated to be physically alone too. And now I, I can find peace in being alone, which is, you know, just within the last few years, early in my recovery, I couldn't do that. I just threw myself into work or social situations and overbooked my calendar and never had a moment of downtime. So I couldn't be alone with my thoughts. And now I'm able to turn that around on my own, but it's still something I struggle with. Thank you for your share. So loneliness, I, I feel like I have have a little bit of everyone, what everyone was saying um, from being the single mom. Um, my son went to a private school and it was very, mm, how do I say it? Being nice. Um, everybody had a husband, everybody had um, money, everybody drove nice cars. I'll just put it that way. And I was working two jobs and I always was, my mom came with me to a lot of my son's events, swim meets and whatever else. My grandparents did help me pay for his school. Um, in high school, he got in for through financial aid and scholarship. So, but I was always the single, I, I, every room I was in every situation, I was always alone. Um, but like I said, I, had, I did have my mom with me, but a, a spouse to go through it with, um, his dad was always in and out, not really, a, you know, <laughs> it's funny. Cause he, my son told me the other day, we're talking about being lonely and how it's going to be when he goes back up. And I'm like, you're going to be great. You're going to do great. And he's like, you know, you know, my dad really still, he's like, my dad really still cares about you. And I don't know what his plan is or what he's trying to do. And I'm like, he goes, I just, he, I don't mom. I, I really, you deserve better. Don't, don't go back out with my dad. That's what he told me. And my own son telling me, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm like, well, I never had plans to just so you know, but I, you know, cause he's single too. And he's always trying to, you know, he'll, he will go out to like, he'll bring me and my son out to eat to, and I'll go to, have some kind of unity and show Blake that because my parents never did that but 
you know, I've been single a really long time. I, I, like I had told y'all, I went through breast cancer when I was 31 and I was so, I felt so lonely, so alone. And that's when my gambling really started. I, be, I became addicted. Um, and so there's so many situations where, you know, the only, it, it's just, it's, it's hard to explain when, unless you go through it. It's, it's like, you, like you said, you can be with a thousand different people and still feel lonely. Like there was other people that were going through what I was going through at the same time, but it wasn't, it was still my journey. It was still my, you know, um, I didn't have, like, I said, again, I didn't have a partner. I was going through it with my family was there for me. Um, a few things happened. My dad never came and visited me. Not once I ended up in the hospital with blood clots several times. I had to have emergency, um, surgery, I guess it was like a, they had to put a, um, a balloon, like an angioplasty. They had to put a balloon in my arm in the cath lab and they had to rush me in because I couldn't, I wasn't breathing. He never came and visited. He never even pretty much acknowledged like, you know, um, that hurt. That was, that made me, that crushed me. But my grandfather was more like my dad. So, um, so his passing in 2020 was so devastating. And I'm, I still, I still think about him so much. And, um, you know, he was the one man that was really there for me. Like, you know, I just, oh my gosh, I don't know where this is coming from, but this is, it's just, I, I miss him so much. And I think it's because a lot of the things that I think today, um, I had to call a guy to come help fix a lock that's in my, uh, it broke. So one of our door our back door is open and it's just me and my mom and my grandmother. And I felt like, gosh, if, if Papa was here as my, my grandfather, if Papa was here, you know, we wouldn't have to be calling some random guy from, from somebody that knows somebody that, you know, we don't know who, I mean, you know, um, and I just felt like, gosh, wait, you know, I miss him. I had to go into his garage to get some tools to, to give this guy to help to, to, and I just kept thinking, God, I miss him so much. Cause we wouldn't have to go through, he would have fixed it. It's just, I don't know. I can't, um, he was the one person, the one guy that never let me down. Like no matter what he, he helped me with my son, you know, that was his first great grandson, great grandchild period. And ever since he passed, I felt like, um, it's lonely. Um, I have nobody to, I mean, he was my football partner. We would watch football together. So, um, I miss him a lot and he never missed one thing for my son. Um, and he passed away when my son was in March of 2020. So he was a junior in high school. So he, he wasn't there for his graduation, but <clears throat> I know he was watching and um, there was only five students that was awarded special recognition for his graduation. And this was like out of 500 boys. And my son was one of them. And so I like, I just, I lost it. And I was like, it's like, it, you know, it just was, I, I made him proud. I feel like he made him proud. And I just feel like, but um, related to gambling, he was also the person that I took money from. And that's another hard thing. And that's just a very difficult thing to, um, you know, think about that I did. And, but he, he did forgive me. So everything was good before he passed. But I do feel lonely. My, my mom and grandmother, they're, they just, they stay in the, in the den and watch Golden Girls and I love Lucy on repeat and, and Hallmark and all that. And which is fine. I'm more like Dateline in 2020. Okay. And I'm like <clears throat> in my bed watching like the murder mysteries and the podcast. And that's more me, but football is about to come. And, you know, I'm in new Orleans and we just party for everything. But I mean, I don't even drink. I don't smoke. That was my thing. Gambling. My grandfather too. My, my family just, um, but we would always make little bets on, you know, like if Breeze was going to like, if he was just fun stuff. And I, I just, I just, I think I feel that because um, football's about to start and, and, you know, and that was my partner. We would, 
we would place funny bets like you're gonna have to cook a pot of gumbo if you don't if they don't win or if they win you know just little silly things like that so but um uh, yeah i get the seasonal depression or loneliness or whatever I, I just feel it at certain times and i feel like um i know it's coming because my son's about to go to off to college for his, second, his sophomore year which i'm so happy and proud of him don't get me wrong but i'm nervous of like i'm already starting to think when he flies up to boston on the 26th i'm flying him up there i'm going with him gonna get him set up and fly right back home for work monday and it's like you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm already thinking like, what am I going to do to stay, um, just stay busy, um, obviously work, but on the weekends, that's hits the hardest the week. I can keep myself busy during the week, you know, and I can even work on weekends, but, um, but anyway, I think, um, thank y'all for being here. I appreciate all of the ladies here y'all are so helpful and y'all shares and everything and it really does i look forward to this meeting a lot um and so thank you thank you for letting me share thank you for your share Oof, loneliness is uh yeah it's huge it's funny though because i sometimes or maybe i tell myself that i just i, I love to be alone um and i don't know if that was also maybe an excuse to be able to gamble and go out and hide it so people didn't know i mean i could just you know i i'm single i live alone i share my son week on week off and 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 i could go out and do it um but i guess the i guess it is like a a, a real feeling for me, um, sometimes when I sit back and, and think about my life and where I'm at, um, you know, I think listening to Mindy and, and with her son leaving, like for me, Mondays are always the worst for me because my son goes back to his dad's and it's, it, it it's devastating to me every Monday that he leaves. Um, I mean, I know he's going to be fine, but you know, it's kind of another sort of safe, safe place for me is when he's with me. Um, not that I didn't use while he was with me or, or gamble. I mean, um, you know, I could leave and, and go do it, but but maybe not as much, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty tough, and I just, you know, hope hope I can get to a place that Mondays aren't as bad. Um, and I felt like the other week when we were in this meeting, it was it was a little bit easier the Monday, the next day to to start my day. So it was. It was pretty helpful. I didn't feel as sad. Um, it was good. So I wanted to come back this week for sure. Um, but I guess the last few days I've just, um, I've been down. I've been like, not so much obsessing about gambling, um, but I just feel like I'm in some sort of heavy, heavy depression. And when I think about it, I, I don't really have a lot of people to turn to here. Um, I mean, I've tried my sisters and they both gamble. Um, my one sister on Friday, I said, Hey, do you want to go shopping? And she goes, well, I don't know. I might be late. And I thought, okay. And then I said, oh, I know you're going to go out to the casino, but maybe do you want to, could you go after? And then she messaged, she's like, I'm just, you know, I'm in such a bad mood, this and that. And I was like, okay, well, don't worry about it then. And then today I just wanted to get out and get my son out. And so we went to see my other sister and her kids and we went and rode the e-scooters and it was fun. It was 
it was good to get out and 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 be with people that I love. Um, but again, I gambled with her a lot. And when I said, oh, okay, well, I need to, I have a meeting to be at at four. And she goes, oh, what are you talking about? And I told her, and it was just like, oh, you know, there was, I don't know if it was, I don't know. I don't know if she was judging me or what it was, but um, it was just, I don't know. I felt, I don't know. Like she didn't really, she didn't really get it. She didn't, she didn't want to talk about it. She just wanted to start talking about herself. And then I get kind of like, you know, I, I don't know if it's, I'm just so self-centered and want to talk about me, but, um, but she just changed the subject real fast. So um, it kind of hurt. But, um, but I made it home. I was late to the meeting, but now I'm here and I'm just grateful that there's other women out there that know how I feel. Um, and I'm just, I'm so new, um, here, but I'm, I'm grateful so far and it's been good. And I'm grateful for some of the women that's already reached out to me and said, Hey, we're here. We listen, you know, we know how you feel. And, and I appreciate that. So, uh, thanks. Thank you for your share. Has everybody gone? I think, okay. I can't, I'm, I can't say everybody on this iPad. <laughs> um, I appreciate everybody's shares and, this, this subject is, is different. Everybody has a different take on it. And what I didn't understand was longing. Like when, when that was talked about, like I thought, maybe that's more of what I'm feeling. That's interesting. I'm going to reflect on that. And um, I appreciate, again, all you guys being here. And next week we will go back to normal. I thank you for allowing me to record this for all of those out there who can't make these meetings. Um, I really feel like everything every one of you said is going to connect to somebody. So um, I appreciate it.